Like, should I kill myself today? Right. Like, you know, it's one of those things that's like, they'll punish your dead body if you kill yourself. Sure. Just to keep everybody else, don't kill yourself. You're going to get a spanking <laughs> when you're dead. <laughs> so they're like, oh my God, I don't want a dead spank. No, no thanks. Oh man, I got a dead spank. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Bobbin, dobbin, robin. Working to the bobbin. Gonna tell KC podcast. Oh boy. I bet he's having some trouble on his side. Yeah, I was right. Holy shit. I just did it. Why are you buzzing so fucking? Forgot to hit OK one time on my my fail safe. They're like, um, did you know that you plugged in headphones? Mm. I was like, I understand. I I know I know. Wow. Because I plugged in the headphones. But the, the... They're looking out for you. Sound cards got my back, dog. Hmm. I've never heard of such. You'll a appreciate thing. why I didn't check it because I was feverishly trying to take a screenshot oh for a bit, <laughs> which is perfect for oh. the Jerk Practice Podcast. So welcome, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Case. I'm Hans. Heartbroken Hans. Heartbroken Hans. Yeah. Uh, I got something to fill your heart, my friend. <laughs> I don't know which way to go. The break. Or the take your direction. Or the hmm. <laughs> the fill. Well, I mean I was Phil is just a it's just a bit. So it's not anything. One of a famed eighties, nineties television star came out with a memoir this week. Oh if and they, he's sadly, got a jug of tea that he is spilling <laughs> like it's a lariat, he's swinging that teacup around. I know there's some pop culture references in there, but the sad thing he talks about is a sexual assault that he experienced at the hands of Tony Danza when he was <laughs> stuffing his girlfriend, which has Who been is the boss. Been it has I, I, overtaken I know, right? my mind for five days now. And sadly, yes, there's actually a, he is he got molested by a babysitter or something, but that pales in comparison to walking How in on was the babysitter. Oh, it was uh, sexy Mona. <laughs> I'll take it. I would too. You know, I know they made her look old and craggy, but when I look back at pictures of her now, everything's oh, sexy man. about Mona. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Old Silver Fox. He wasn't even silver. She had actual fox colored hair. Yeah, Auburn. She had that beautiful red rust and she lived above the garage, right? <laughs> As did, all yeah. sexy horny mothers <laughs> should. It's Ugh. like Miss Havisham, but you're like, I love rotten cake. They're like, is there a dead, uh, something dead in your garage? Like, no, uh, my mom fucks upstairs all the time. It's, uh, the smell of my mom rutting in Parliament. <laughs> yes. Oh, I wonder if she, is she, I picture her with a cigarette in her hand now. Yeah. About as, as well as I picture. She cuts a figure with, like, one of those, like, a silk robe. That you wear all day oh, long, absolutely. and then a like a cigarette, one of those long cigarette holders with sure. the Let me, trivia, Casey. What was her next big stint in primetime television? Oh fuck! 
was it did it was she in Benson? <laughs> no, post. <laughs> that's my yes. That's oh, my guess for oh, everything. First of all, yes. Were you in Benson? Yes, she had a she had a prior life. I think she was in soap. She was in soap. Okay. Yeah. Uh no no. She's post. also in Brazil. Po- which oh is yes, great. I know. No, this is definitely not Brazil. This was post and it also kind of relates to Halloween because one of our titular character in the TV show is also a dad from a famous horror franchise. We should call her by name Catherine Helmond. Yeah, that's true. I think she passed away, sadly. Otherwise, sexy. I can't. I need to stop referring to people as I referred to them when I was 10. Oh, I don't think she minds. She, uh, she shouldn't. was the owner of, it was like the... Tallahassee Fishbacks or something on Coach. Oh my the God, you're right. She's coach. coach. Yes. It was the Breakers. The Breakers. That's right. <laughs> oh, they got her back to ABC primetime oh, yeah. to be the Marge Koch. Mar- Final season. I, I, maybe they had two seasons left in the pros, but I got to think just one season in the majors for Hayden T. Yeah, he had he had major dreams himself. You know who? He had to move on, baby. I think of a great comedic actor, Jerry Van Dyke. And his brother's still fucking alive. Alive, I know. <laughs> I'll see one of those on my newsfeed, and it's like, Dick Van Dyke got married. And I was like, the fuck? Is this an old newspaper delivered to my doorstep? He's, they're like, he's 99 years old and still kicking. He's truly seen everyone that's come before him. Fall. Turn to dust. Yes. He's like Ozymandias. Yeah, like, so it's just crazy. Like, yes. Here I stand. He would have been Ozymandias, actually. Hello, oh, there, yeah. Governor. Hello. Let me kill you. I've got the nuclear Nazis. secrets, eh? You might be made out of atoms, Dr. Manhattan, <laughs> but hello. And he trips over an ottoman. Yes. And then pulls the fucking lever. I was going to say. Yeah. To your demise. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Poor. Poor John Stamos. I saw yeah, him on just... The View. This is an interesting thing, and he was open and honest about it. You don't see too many people just admit to being this. I like John Stamos, by the way. Being... I, I like really him all the more here. now that the villain Tony Danza has wronged him. <laughs> I know, like a fucking the raven in a poem, uh... poem just creeping looking to pick his bones. He writes in his memoir, or he was talking on The View, it's not that he wanted to be a great thespian or a great mm-hmm. actor or have a career in television. His, he said, from it's like almost like a, a Goodfellas. You He's telling like, me? Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be famous. That's what he He's talks got about. Like yeah, the little rascals' dreams. Yes, like I just want to not be who I was. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be. And I was going to say, you're going to tell me he's not a good actor? No, he's great. Because he acted his fucking black jeans off, acting like he was having fun with the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah. He was in that video. Their resurgence? All Stamos. All across. Is it true or rumor that he was on the drums for the Beach Boys for a hot tour? Oh, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't going to be old Tony drummer's Danza. insane, and he lives in a sandbox. Right. Let's get a let's get a primetime television star with a mullet. At least he'll probably get some trim to the backstage. <laughs> you know it. You fucking oh, know it. John Stamos. Give me a TV hunk. Yeah. 
done. Oh, and they all come a, all the she wolves come a because this was come a prowling. This was Beach Boys era. I forget the song, but I was like, I remember it's hearing it first... in a JC Penny's. It's like come unga jabunga omega. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just a list of fake island Polynesian right? sounding things. <laughs> I remember hearing Aruba, it. Montego, <laughs> why don't baby we go? It's Kokomo. That's what that's it. I have to sing it all. And that's my first introduction to same the Beach here, Boys. Same here. And I think it's sullied them forever because Pet Sounds is like oh. one of the greatest albums of all time. That fucking dickhead in the fucking Hawaiian shirt and the long I know exactly. blonde ponytail yes. and a fucking hat. Who is he? Just. He's one of the. Um, he's, he's a brother. Brian Wilson's brother. He sullied them. He's the one. I I hated them. I did because yes. I yes, it ruined a, a a a proper episode of television I liked. It's like George Herbert Walker Bush interrupting The Simpsons. What what I wanted to watch. I oh, was like, oh, why do oh, I have oh, to watch a you. very special fucking Beach Boys episode? I want hijinks from Danny. And Joey. Oh, they showed up multiple times on that goddamn show. You know who I didn't mind showing up on that show? Who showed up a fucking lot? My man, Little Richard. He hung. He oh, lived Little down Richard. the street, or he lived under the bridge around sure, the corner. Right. He was he was renting the room that used to be Jesse's studio. How random! Now that we know, now that you're an adult, and you know how amazing Little Richard is, but also you know how revolutionary he was. And oh, you have the yeah. most milkiest of toast households in all of San Francisco, yeah. and the fucking gayest rock and rollingest <laughs> piano oh. motherfucking rebel, Dude, fruity motherfucker, <laughs> just like uh, send him okay. downstairs when he comes a knocking. How many? You know? Do you think him and John oh. went out on the town a few times? Why oh, not? You? With I Dan would. and and Carl Saget. Saget, Saget was the instigator. Uh, John Saget. I can't think of his name. Bob Saget. Well, Bobby Saget, he knows all the hot spots. He's the and he's he, a sweetheart. I mean, I know was it filmed <laughs> here. I'm treating it like it was filmed on location in San Francisco. <laughs> right. So it's like he's a stand-up. He knows all the hot stand-up spots. He's like it's <laughs> filmed in the back lot in L.A. You fucking. That's true. Troll. That wasn't in San Francisco, was it? Ah, break that out. now as an adult like that have them having Little Richard is like. Yeah, like if you put us on a, a fucking normal TV show, you and I'd be like, um, can we get like this old punk rocker that's not doing anything? But I'm going to I'm going to try my best to write you into this fucking show oh, like Fat Mike or something. Right. Yeah, Fat know, Mike like Dan, Dan Pothast. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's MU 330s Dan's <laughs> Pothast. <laughs> He's the gun shop owner. <laughs> you play the horn. It's the drummer from Mustard Plug. <laughs> oh, that is funny, but it's true. Is that so? Little Richard showed up, but did he show up on Family Matters, or did they just make that weird little? They turned that version child of into him, <laughs> which like, is all so. It's strange. just like clone. Or what did, were they trying to make it little, look like Little? Because it was Jackson. Little Richie, right? Oh, that's his name, Little Richie. Wasn't it? They better have had Little Richard on there. They better not have just taken, taken send from him, him to and the, not give Send it. him to the white show. God. Mm, little Richard. That makes me want to make, uh, there's a famous Basquiat, and it's a it's a big canvas. Eh, it's a it's a medium-sized canvas, and it's his Satchel Page Basquiat. So oh, it's very, yeah, yeah. it's pretty much all... Um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, negative space. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then a little Basquiat stylized head of Satchel Page, and I want to say it's just written Satchel Page next to him. And uh, and I think at least my interpretation is like Satchel Page basically being fucking sucked in by whiteness because of course, I mean, yeah. Satchel Page especially, right? Just totally. Like I, we, I told you, yes, he had to pitch that in whole his story. fucking 60s. And that's Little Richard, right? The gimmick. Little Richard got oh, so fuck yeah. fucking robbed. I might do, you know how I put Bunyan on an old buzzsaw trying to rip yeah. off old Basquiat? I might have to do a Little Richard Basquiat. Hanskiat. Hanskiat. <laughs> Bring it back, baby. I want buzzsaw Bunyan back. Somebody got that buzzsaw in their back. And you can call it Small Richard. Yeah. Or Small Rich. Little Rich, yeah. Because he got Small Rich. He Not did. big rich. He should have been big, bigger rich. Especially when you go back and hear the second verse of Tutti Frutti, baby. The more you, the more you watch him, he's so good. Like it's like he is he's like a, one of my a, favorites now, unto himself. Mm-hmm. Like he has the level of self awareness. Like, and maybe it's because I don't know if it's his manager or if it's him or if he just had the right amount of like old school like performance like that road dog almost vaudeville i know he wasn't on vaudeville but he has that he is so fucking captivating oh yeah in in look and presence that we saw him on every like we're talking about him on uh full house right right but he was on peewee's playhouse he's in the, the christmas special <clears throat> like one of the best scenes with hans the ice skater yeah he just showed up so often in my childhood mm-hmm. That I was just like, oh, yeah, Little Richard. I do think that's on... In, like, when on the 70s, you know, like, it's like you have all those talking, you know, squawking parrots on all those 70s game shows. Yeah. Like, if he had been a generation sooner, he would have just done, like, I'm the center square on the Hollywood squares. But he ended up doing all of these kids shows and other things as himself. Like, he's almost like a territory wrestler. Is that... Like, that persona, he just... That's a good point. Is it despicable, though? What? Is he being caricatured? They're like, he's so goofy, he can... We can put him into any goofy scenario. Are they laughing with him? Or at him? I feel like... I mean... I mean, I know Paul Rubens... There's laughing at... Anybody that's creative Obviously, Yeah. Um, So, I feel like the creative pull... Some of that was genuine, like a genuine love for this persona. Like, Elvis is gone, but that's as close as you can get to this, like, Kaufman, Andy Kaufman performative, like, person who is living, breathing the part. Yeah. Before, you know, social media and then everybody becomes Little Richard. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. God, he's so... I know we talked about him no, when he, when he like, sadly passed, but every time I think about him, I I regret. You not don't regret. Get... I just I'm some. I just didn't know. I did not know. I went all these years just thinking he was either. the goofy guy in Full House, not realizing I took him for granted. Yeah, that's the best, I saw him that's so the best often as a child. Him. Yeah, and I think he still is, and I think he got robbed. And um, would Elvis have been on like shitty TV shows had he stuck around? Yes. Okay. I think Good. his own ego wouldn't allow him not to be talked about. Okay. He would want to, I think. Like, I think Elvis genuinely, and 
listen to me speaking like when Elvis and I talked. Right. When you were over talking to my ties. Yeah. Um, I think he would have done it. Like, I think a performer, like a Pee Wee's Playhouse, like, I think he would have done something like that because he could see the fun that was being had. Like, I think that about Elvis, like, despite all of his fucking Deans, dalliances yeah. and his wrongs, I do think he has that, like, weird child's eye he, imagination he, click. Sure. Sh- sure. Like, I mean, look at, he dressed like a kid, like, fucking kid Marvel man <laughs> f- for his whole life. I, I, oh, man. He loved comics so much, he was like, I can dress like I wish one I of my heroes. There, yeah. I can't even wear an earring. My wife won't look at me. I <laughs> I wonder. You know what we really got robbed? Because we've seen all of our heroes take oh, yeah. a real dip in the 80s. Really, really experience the 80s hard. That's my favorite so... <laughs> mental exercise is imagining in the 80s. heroes before the 80s, oh. but then like stuck in the 80s. And I think it is only... Because Miles Davis lived just That's long it. enough yeah. to give us that one record cover <laughs> where it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I thought body. you were 100. <laughs> I didn't know you lived to the 80s. Because Miles Davis, birth of the cool. Motherfucker, you are cool. <laughs> yeah, he is. Truly. And then that, Never that seen 80s such a blob <laughs> crept in and just like a glacier... Rolled over oh, Mr. Miles man. Davis, birth of the cool, oh. black and white photo, smoking cigarettes, mm. suits, nice white shirt, tie. Yeah. Not that that means you're cool or not, but those well. pictures are fucking cool. You look cool, fucking rocking. And then that cover, fucking horn <laughs> under his arm, like she's a fucking M16. <laughs> Leathers for days. <laughs> Leather hat, mm. curly, Man. curly Jerry curl. Yeah, boy, I'm trying to think. It's no different than trying to imagine like Kurt Cobain in the early two th- yeah. 2000s. Oh God, yeah, wearing his Vans with his he's got wide a little bit of a belly, fucking jeans, hair's kind of rescinding, hanging out with uh, I don't know the the kid from Breaking Bad. Aaron I mean, that's how everything. I dress still. I, like yeah, no. Amazon cardigan. No judgment. No new balance. Dirty. My mowing the lawn new balances. Oh, beautiful. I got to drink my uh, my uh, fucking liquid IV before I go out. It's too hot. <laughs> oh, I got some. Yeah, I have some right here. And it's not even hot out. I just didn't drink enough water last night. So my, my eyes are dry. <laughs> I got up early this morning. I was like, I can't fucking sleep. I got up at five. My kids mm-hmm. get up if we're lucky around six thirty, and I was like, I can't. And they they like to go in and mm-hmm. they'll just bug my wife. That's all they'll do. Dallas, right? Yeah. They, she could give a shit about me, which makes me look like so the bad guy. Like, Let mom sleep. Only, Come on, guys. Yeah. Scoo. Scoo. So I was like, I'm just gonna go sit in the car. So I sat in the car at five a.m. until about six thirty. <laughs> This sparked right outside. I just couldn't sleep. I mean, I did do a little work, but I was just like, I will. Uh, that's how I'm going to do. I'm just going to sneak out. My dogs are getting old, so their voices are going. I don't know if they need their voice back. So they got a. <laughs> oh, uh, which is amazing. As long as they're not 
dying. It's amazing that their <laughs> yeah. bark is finally they finally <laughs> literally worn it out like Miles Davis's coronet. Horn. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Oh man, I had a uh, wait, we're on so Tony Danza man, and then turns yeah. out they go head to head in the ratings oh, yeah. war. And Full House V, who's, who's the boss? Fucking low. Who's the boss guy? But kicked. that dirty dog. Yeah. Tony D. I always liked Tony Danza because he wore Air Jordans. I was like, he's my kind of guy. <laughs> That's not he's a hardworking man. But he's not handy man. <laughs> not professional. Flirting with, flirting with Helmand in the in the garage room. Flirting with Angela in the house. Can we pause for a he's second? He's a minx. That's what he is. Does he is he a live in made? Yes, he's a live in man made. Did he just show up at the door uninvited? Or was he answering a call? I believe, if I recall, he was doing the sad Willie Loman door to door fuller brush style. In the hand. Hey, uh, I got a. I got my daughter lives in this van. God, you look like Tony Danza. You sound like Tony Danza. You got to soil the Yankees jersey on. You're going door to door in in Long Island. Yeah. Hey, you need me to fix anything? Hey, but he, hey, come on, move in. He wasn't a fix it though, was he? He was a. I think that was the premise. Was like he's a handyman. Oh, I thought he was a maid, but he it was their maid <laughs> because he'll do anything for work. You could really like kind of fairy tale it, was it a up. British show first, no. Right? Or no, or was that we sent that one over? Who's ye boss? We sent boss to them. They send us <laughs> yeah. the office. We sent them. Who's we sent the them boss? Who's, yes. <laughs> They're like we just. Which would make more sense? He would be a butler. We're still winning the war, baby. Sending them our shit. That empire fades every television season. Yeah, friends. it would be. Yeah, who's ye butler? It makes There's more sense the butler. in that culture. It does. It makes way more sense. Because you're like, I'm a working class stiff. All right, I guess I can be a butler. Which is Mr. Belvedere, right? What was the story be yeah. there? Or he was like a professional. He was a maid. he was a proper butler in a working class family with the Indians announcer, right? <laughs> I think they inherited him in a, like the death with the house. It's like, it's like being there. He didn't <sighs> have anything else to do. The 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 actor Bob Ukus or whatever Bob Uker, the baseball announcer. Yeah, he was the dad. I think they inherited a butler like the way you'd inherit an old dog or a cat from a dead aunt. Let's go into Bob Euchre for a second. What's his story? Was he a baseball announcer first? Television personality next? Was he an ex-ball player? Was he never a baseball announcer? We just know him as that from... Or did he evolve into from, it? Uh, the great... The late, great... Um, what's the fucking base? Major League. Which yeah, he's great yeah. in. So good in. All right, we'll print Robert George Euchre. Let's bring it up, baby. I I think I think he played triple A ball. Euchre? Save your fucking funeral flowers. My man is still kicking. Oh, I believe. He it. and Van Dyke <laughs> are sharing mucilix right now and chalices. They're doing the play-by-play of their last day today. <laughs> a... So Euchre was born in 1934, January 26. Okay. He All is right. an American professional baseball catcher. I knew it. Who is the primary broadcaster for the Brewers? Still, wait, he's still a broadcaster? I think so, yeah. Wow. Uh, it says Euchre signed with his hometown Milwaukee Bee. Sounds the, right. Oh, the Milwaukee Braves. 
1956. Played with fucking Hank Aaron. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, no shit, right? That's, That's I just, crazy. That just sat in my brain. I went, that motherfucker sat on the bench with Hank Aaron. He spent several years in the minor leagues with uh, various affiliated ball clubs before making his major league debut in 1962 oh. as a backup catcher. He played for the Milwaukee Braves, the St. Louis Cardinals, the Phillies, and then the Atlanta Braves from 62 to 67. After retiring, Euchre started a broadcasting career, and he served as the play-by-play announcer for the Brewers radio radio broadcast since 1971. Euchre became known for his self-deprecating wit Mm -hmm. and became a regular fixture of late-night talk shows in the 70s and 80s. Ah, got it. Fastidiously dubbed Mr. Baseball by TV talk show host. Oh, Carson. That's who got him. That's there that's got know, him big. You, that makes you, sense. Uh, kiss the ring, baby. Yeah. Okay. He hosted seven. Oh, he did blooper shows. Those classic Sports bloopers. That run of bloopers. Mm-hmm. Prior to reality, yep. prior to game show, you had the blooper era. You get your blooper. Yeah. Loved and a good Sunday night that, blooper. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so and he's the talking head behind the bloopers. Yeah, he's, he's the post Saget. Speaking of bringing it all around, a uh, pre-Saget, sort of. Yeah, America's funniest. Two hundred batting average, fourteen homers in the majors. Yeah. Oh, I, I wish, I wish it was more he's like, t- like Field of Dreams, where he like, he almost made it, but uh, he struck You don't want to see out. that room of hats he had. Oh, those beautiful. Yeah, Mister Belvedere had to clean them every fucking morning. <laughs> clean <laughs> my blue hats. hats. He loves these brewer hats. <laughs> these brewer hats. <laughs> That's even worse. I, He's got every... It's like Mark Hamill has in his contract. Yeah. In perpetuity, just anything Star Wars. Yep. Mark Hamill gets one of. Yeah, I know. That's I love so that. So Mark Hamill has shipping containers filled with one piece of every piece of Star Wars memorabilia, toy, tchotchke. What do you think it's that's official, worth? He's got it. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> Euchre went... That Hamill kid's onto something. I want one Brewer merch. Everything printed. <laughs> Nothing but Dobbin, Dobbin, Bobbles. <laughs> you can't even think. Nice Robin Yunt Bobble. Um, I dare anyone out there listening, by the way, to get the blue hat reference. You come back to us with that. The Brewer hat reference. As deep and as My dirty as hat. we get. He loved Brewer hats. So it's, his, it's his assistant thing. talking about him, yes, of and course. he's still alive. Oh my god! Because he's whispering into a phone. Oh, he loves everything. Brewer. He just—it's all Brewer hats. Oh, uh, happy almost Halloween coming up. Speaking of I know, Tony Danza right? haunting our dreams, <laughs> I watched the thing last night. Oh yeah, you, I know you that's one of your rotation, favorite movies, right, brother. And I. I don't know if I'd ever actually seen it all the way through. And that it's movie so is good. so... Every year I get a Halloween treat of something that I missed in childhood. Last year was The Lost Boys. This year is definitely the thing. Joy work. I think John Carpenter just went... First of all, we're all way off the mark in today's era. Because yeah. nothing I've seen in the last 15 years beats the practical effects that are in that movie. It's, yeah. They're brilliant and they would only mm. be sullied. I know there was a remake of the thing. I'm sure they probably used some CGI. It could only be sullied by the use. I didn't watch it, but it it is a prequel because it's about the uh, Norwegian 
camp. Oh, it's a prequel. For those of you who hadn't seen the movie, yeah. the thing starts, you see the logo come through space and it's glowing and you see John Carpenter's The Thing. And then you see some sort of unidentified flying object, like, careen into Earth's atmosphere. Yep. Goes to black, opens, you see this helicopter and these two Norwegian guys speaking Norwegian shooting at a wolf. They're chasing yes. a wolf. So the prequel is about yeah. what happened to these Norwegians. And as the movie Got unfolds, it. they're trying to reach out to contact. They're like, why are they chasing this wolf? Because they're following the wolf and the helicopter crashes in a desperate attempt to kill this wolf. And they're like, what the fuck? We need these wolves to get around up here. What the fuck is going right, on? Let's right. try and talk to them. Oh, the, um, yeah, I think, do you think John Carpenter was just like, I'm going to make, I want to make people throw up. Like, it is the grossest movie. It, it is, is so amazing. gross. And, but seriously, I don't know who did the effects. It's, you know what, it's a, it's, it's, it's wrong that I don't know because it's some of the best effects I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, how much the, do you want to live ever... on that base? pre-thing like what are they doing there they got fucking foosball they got know, they standing got video radio. game cabinets all the oh, scotch I love that. you can fight off of oh, mcmurdy mcready mcready <laughs> so good sipping on scotches oh, just nothing playing the most antiquated <laughs> video game on the planet earth how i was like all right, I get that you love to drink your scotch, and I get that you're upset at the computer, but you only got one. Like the first, one of the first times you see McCready, who's played by a oh, he's playing chess. He's That's playing chess, is. and it is played by the one and only Captain Ron. Oh, which I can't think of his name. Kurt Russell. Kurt, and he dumps Russell. that fucking scotch into his computer. Just reset, play another game. Oh my god! And I didn't realize that Blair, everyone. Mm-hmm. Is fucking diabetes himself, uh, and he's Wilford Brimley. Fucking, fucking good. Keith David. Oh, he's good. She, oh, yeah. Keith David's amazing. And that movie ends the way I love my stories yeah. to end. You're like, what? I fucking love those it's endings. So good. It's I so love fucking it. good. So I'm. It leaves and you to hypothesize. Like, Ash and I watch it every year. You and should. Every year. It's on my. I still. I'm like, fuck, I forget how this shakes out. Yeah. I fucking oh, forget yeah. who is, because the whole premise, if you, no one has watched it, the whole premise is this thing enters their group, and it is in this alien life form that can assume human form. And I love that you don't really need more than that. No, and it's, so it's very much like a Cold War spy sort of, once they figure out something is here, they see this horrific scene where they're like... <sighs> That's a fucking alien. Yeah. Shit. And then they go, fucking aliens can look like whatever they want. And then they're just like, it's fucking you? Where were you? No, it's you. Where were you? Who broke the fucking radio? Who fucking poisoned the, blood. the meat? Yeah. Who did this? Who did, like... So I still, to this day, am like, I forget who it is. I forget. The explanation... So I love that you don't have to overcomplicate it, but they do... An old computery graphic of Wilford Brimley sitting at the computer and they're like, he's like, I wonder, let me run some diagnostics here. And all you see is blue blob going towards blue blob, blue blob. Oh, becoming yeah, oh, red so blob. And then you just see assimilation potential for 
population uh, in uh, population. What's it called when it gets uh, inf- infection? Oh yeah, seventy five percent. And he just is like grabs his revolver. And that's all the expo- that's exposition all you need. You, that's Brimley you... could have said it, but they're like, yeah, these guys are high tech. Yeah. Let the computer tell you. But no one wants to just watch a math problem. You start checking out. Right. So you see a graphic. Blue, graphic. Blue, blue. Come together. Oh, that looks fucking terrible. <laughs> and then Wilfred Brimley with his gun goes, this is fucking terrible. Oh, and it's the dad from Mr. Right. Boogity, who's like the dog trainer. Oh, yeah. Chuck or whatever his name. That movie is, I don't have oh, much to say about Mr. that Boogie. movie other than. It's get out there, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen it, see that shit. If you want, if if just add it to your repertoire. We still got a week of Halloween left. Put it in there. Put it not for the faint of heart because, like Hans said, these practical effects are nightmarish. I was eating shepherd's pie with too much onion in it last (laughs) night. I wanted to fucking throw up down my shirt. (laughs) Ash and I watched something that is very much. from that same DNA, it was a show on AMC called The Terror. Sounds familiar. Okay. It's got a killer cast. It has Jared Harris, um, Cian Hines, the guy that played uh, Caesar in the Rome show. Oh, yeah. Okay. It also has the actor that played Brutus from the sh- Rome HBO show. Same creators? No, this is like, this is very much like the thing. And what I found fascinating was like, because it. Of course, there's a scary element to it, like supernatural, but the scariest part is the actual human shit that I guess I never I never thought about this. So it's set in like the late 1800s mm-hmm. and it's about these two ships. They're fake, but they're based on like the Shackleton expedition. It's yes. these ships okay. from Britain that are like the height of technology for the time, these icebreaker ships. And what they're doing is they're, which is like, Fucking the more things change, man, the more they stay the same. That's also what's so scary is it's the height of the British Empire. So, like, we control the fucking waters. We control the world. We control trade. And they're just like, "Mm." you know what? I hate sailing down from England around Africa, past India, through to China, and then doing it again. Fuck it. Let's just go through the Northwest Passage. Mm Mm-hmm. So then in the, it's of that era where it's like, you know, the old Tony Union Jack, like the world is full of adventure. You right. make you cut your teeth mm-hmm. on the world. You've, you've read stories about, you know, uh, fucking defeating Napoleon, like swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm a poor kid from a fucking steel town. I hate smoke. I hate steel. I'm going to go on a fucking adventure. Rip. And I want to get knighted by the fucking king. I want recognition. So they're like, join the Navy. We're going on an adventure. We're going through the Northwest Passage, which would be, so you just leave England and go fly that baby straight as a fucking arrow. You shoot over Canada through all of the the ice, and then you come out on the other side, and then you hit Hawaii, and then bang, zoom, you're off to fucking China. But don't you just ice up? Yeah, that's that's what what I was like. Okay, so so the it starts and they're explaining this, and so they set out and they get there and like there's one ship that's in front and it's a smaller one with more power. They're like coal powered ships, so they push through and they have these prows that have metal so they can like chip yep, the ice. Yep. 
And it starts like you see chunks of ice and they're going and then they'll hit a spot and guys will like, hey, yeah, overboard, get on the ice and they'll like lay mines and blow it. Right. And then fire up, baby, and push through. And I was like, oh, that's what you'll do. You just kind of like sail, stop, right. blow it up, Go. keep going, like chop, chop, chop. No. It's too, <laughs> gets too cold too fast. And it, boom. Uh, so oh, they, they're they doing this, and then they're like, they have an expert. And I was like, what a fucking badass job. They have this guy who has those like crazy mole man goggles. Yeah, with just a little slit ice goggles, so you don't get the little uh, slits. snow blindness, blindness. Yeah. And he's just got like oh, an iron so stick, and he sits on the prow of the ship, and he just kind of watches. And when they stop, he gets off, and he like, ding, ding, ding. Just checks the ice, and they're like, Smithy, what what say you? He's like, two more days. And you're like, what's he talking about? So they keep going, and then eventually just they see what's called the white dog, which is the sun up there is like pulsing. Okay. And that happens like around the time of like these weather changes towards like winter. So they're like Jared Harris being this like stoic second captain and just like. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. And then they wake up the next day and they are fucking encased in ice. Frozen, right? So <sighs> the ships are fucking frozen. Mm-hmm. And then the ice master just checks the ice to make sure the ice doesn't shift shift and smash break the their boat ship right. to smithereens. Oh my God, what a nightmare. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck. So they're like there for a little while. And like, as I'm thinking this, of course, the character, the timing is perfect. He just goes, all right, everyone, we have rations. We're going to be here for a year and a half. Oh, I know. That's true. That's fucking. And then they just wait until it thaws enough and they go, I hope it's warm in the spring. <laughs> That's and they just happened. live off of rations, tinned rations. They just. And I was yeah. like, there's a monster in this. And I was like, I, this is this it's already scary. enough. It's too scary. Weather. Because Ash was like, I want Halloween. Is this like scary survival? Humans are monsters, or is there monsters? And I was like, "There's a monster, I promise." Mm-hmm. But the first half, it's just like human monstrosity and the worst conditions. You're like, "Fuck!" They just found a a ship from I want to say it's 20th century, early 20th century, could be late 19th century ship still frozen in the ice in Antarctica. Jesus. Still fucking there. Still preserved. Didn't, still guys didn't there. wait. Didn't make it that year and a half. No, so the show unfolds, and I was just like, oh my God, to live. And it's just a fucking ship from the late 1800s. So you have your. All the guys sleep in fucking hammocks. Right. Oh, so cold. Like one guy gets a lash from like Roger and another guy, and he's too chippy. So they cat a nine tails him right across the cheeks. <laughs> Well, at least he can sit on the ice. Right? But then there, I was like, oh, you couldn't sleep if someone lashed your back or, God forbid, your fucking ass cheeks. R- you... So he has to sleep in a hammock oh, with, like, yeah. a bloody a wounds hammock. on his ass. Mm-mm. No. No. But that's it. Like, they're like, uh, it was. it's fascinating to think about, like, being in those situations and that rigid structure of... You know, it's like we read about in the like those stories of like Tim O'Brien in Vietnam, where it's like <gasps> only thing that holds this shit together is if we trust this guy. But if the guy in charge is a fucking dick, we gotta throw him overboard. Who fucking knows, man? Yeah, we're all gonna die in the jungle. We're all gonna die in the oh, ice. Man, 
So people start to bristle, but then the one guy they all respect because he's the first one over is like, keep it fucking together. Right. Yeah. I know we're going to be here for a fucking year and a half. I'll just give you tasks. So it's just like just busy work. Like, go check the ice. Go hammer this. Go build this. Can't you. But you can't. That's what's his name's job. Checking the ice. You don't want to step on his toes. Old Smithy. Yeah. So it's just. Oh, and they're like. Should we sh- should we send a team? Oh, that's out the worst. To live, and a few of them are like veterans of another of going to Antarctica, where that ship you said they just right. found. So they all have that like you know hundred yard stare where they're like, shit's going south. So they're like, I'm gonna send you and a crack team. You need to walk eight hundred exactly. miles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we'll be lucky if you find Canada. In a year and a half. <laughs> just like the time, the, the, the expanse of time in this story is scarier than this fucking ice monster thing that's hunting them because they kill an Inuit shaman. That, oh, so it's like, they're going to be walking in on ice for two years straight. That was, and they got to pull a boat behind them. Like, it's just, that was that story I read where the, the, the re- true story. I don't know if it was Antarctica or North, North, North pole. But the guys who had to make that choice, am I going to stay with mm-hmm. this frozen ship or are we going to walk? All right. We're going to walk it out. Only one guy made it, but they he accidentally ate too much polar bear liver, got too much oh, vitamin God, A, yeah. right? And the, mm-hmm. the icy, cold snow that he walked on froze to the bottoms of his feet, but too much vitamin A breaks down the collagen of your skin, so just the bottoms of his feet fell off. So he tied the bottoms of his feet to yeah. his feet with shoelaces oh. and kept and made it. Can you imagine? Come on. It's like that, like that amount of, and speaking of horror movies, like you get it in like Alien. Yeah. Like I feel like Alien is one of the only movies about space that feels so horrifically that expanse of time. It's like, sure. Um, I just need to look at the, the steps in front of me because if i think about how far i am away from anything yeah i'm gonna kill myself because i'm gonna die like should i kill myself today right like you know it's one of those things it's like they'll punish your dead body if you kill yourself sure just to keep everybody else don't kill yourself you're gonna get a spanking (laughs) when you're dead (laughs) so they're like i don't want a dead spank No, no thanks Oh man, I got a dead spank the other day. Yeah. Yesterday. Ooh. Uh and wouldn't you believe it took place at a McDonald's? <laughs> so there are only so many scenes you and I have mm. in our lives. Pick one. Uh, I guess I'll leave it to you and the listener to to hash this out. So I I'm doing some work. The urge mm-hmm. hits me. Gotta use the bathroom. I'm uh, sure. I'm in Greenpoint. Ever, we, we've yeah. discussed it, the corner of Manhattan and Greenpoint yep. Avenue. you got a big McDonald's on the corner. you got a Starbucks, which I've discussed a few weeks ago. No longer allows you to use the bathroom. Bathroom in Mc- a cage. McDonald's has a bathroom. Five years ago, it was a coded bathroom. So you just wait till somebody comes out and you can go in. Nope. If you don't, already a have a purchase. So now it is a keyed bathroom. So I go in, I'm oh. like, I gotta do it. I love how you go back to, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. 
key on a dowel. Just a big clunk. You wish. Thing. You wish. Key on somebody's wrist that has to walk you to the bathroom. Oh, my God. I'm the human dowel. So I walk up to the counter, and there's one. Mm-hmm. There's nobody at. It's all kiosk, right? So there's nobody mm-hmm. at these two registers. There's this one woman who that you can see that interacts with the people cooking, and then the customer hands out 14. You know, people either call in their order or yeah. they write in the kiosk. And you have to wait till she comes out. She comes out. She's not making fucking eye contact with anybody. She comes out, puts a bag down. Excuse me, man. Goes right back through this tiny little door. Comes back with another thing. Excuse me, man. Nothing. Uh, Comes and I gotta, I gotta fucking piss. And she finally comes out, and I stop her. I go, oh, excuse me, ma'am. Can I? Is the bathroom? Do I need a key? She goes, where's your receipt? I go, uh, I don't have it. She's like, you gotta buy something. I was like. I'm going to buy a coffee. I just need to use the bathroom. She goes, you got to buy it first. And I just did a, <sighs> and she just gave me this look. So there I am doing the thing where it's like, cause I wasn't going to buy a coffee. So right there, no, right. I'm, I'm, she's, she, I'm already being deceptive and she knows it, but now I'm in it and I got to use the fucking bathroom. So I go, I find, I scroll all the way down. We know my trick, find an espresso. Right, a buck sixty. Is it X'd out a buck sixty. It's not X'd Ooh. out. So now I have my receipt. I've got my espresso, and in the back of my head, I'm being—is uh, resentful the word? I'm being vindictive because I go, I hope you have to fucking use that espresso machine, or I hope you have to come out and say <laughs> who had the espresso. We're out. And I can be like. Oh. <laughs> Like a <laughs> Halloween ghoul, I'm still here. No, no, but so I now have the receipt in my hand. I don't even want the coffee, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the receipt in my hand. She comes out with a coffee for somebody else. Mind you, she hasn't said a word to one person other than me, which was like, yeah. bitch, where's your receipt? Yeah, She hasn't said a word to anybody. She goes, sets a coffee down, and I go, I hold my receipt and I go, excuse me. And she goes, sir, sir. One second. And then she calls this person over whose coffee she set down. Meanwhile, she hasn't talked to one person. She says, this person got 16 sugars in their coffee. And she, in her iced coffee, and she made a point, sir, 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 to call this person over to say, like, I like to have extra sugars in my coffee, too. And then gives them their coffee and gives me this ghoulish stare. She goes, one second. And I'm just going, oh, she's doing it. The (laughs) cognitive dissidence of that, like, I understand she has a fucking thankless job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wants one bit of human, human interaction. Yeah. She can have it with you as well. Right. But she chooses, you are a nuisance. This person paid and also likes what I like. 16 sugars? That's that's a lot of sugars. That's like 16 sugars too many. So she finally comes out with the key, walks yeah. right by me, just shoulder rubs, opens the door, pushes it open. Did you get a teeth suck at least? Oh, oh, sucking those teeth. Pushes it open, lets it kind of come back and shut. Like So I kind of got to use my shoulder to hold it right. to get yeah, in. Yeah. You almost missed it. And then she 
uh, I use the bathroom. I come back out. I go. I'm like, well, I fucking got my espresso now. I'm sitting here. I'm doing some sure. fucking yeah. work. I make sure I'm right in her line of sight. So I can be like, I told you I was going to have a coffee and enjoy your, that was my whole plan. I just hadn't, you know, (laughs) because I'm playing this whole thing on my head. Uh, And then she finally calls out espresso and I'm like, oh, they had the espresso. And she sees that it's me. She didn't know that it was me. And then she sees that I've got my workstation set up. I got my, my computer set up. I got my cell phone plugged in. Got my outside coffee that I brought in, in my... Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, tumbler that I'll 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 shoot. I'll, I'll that's my Coors Light to my Jameson McDonald's <laughs> espresso, Jameson, yeah. and I go over and get it. Okay, so I get it. She doesn't say a word. Not like you like your espresso like me, black. You know, like she's not sixteen sugars. So she just sets it down and kind of walks away. But for all of you going, hey, Huffy Huff, sat doing my work. Something hits me in the stomach, like without, like, like it was the soul of little Richard in me carrying me over. I went over to the thing and she came out to put a bag down. I go, excuse me, ma'am. And the look she gave me was sharp as tax. And I went, oh, if it ain't Mr. Shits, (laughs) you need to use the bathroom again, Mr. Shits. But instead I stopped her and I went, I need to tell you something. The way I behaved was inappropriate and you didn't deserve that and i'm sorry nicest woman you ever smile ear to ear look Aww. i could have had that bathroom key day and i even did a and i and i even did a i was about to say but i really had to use and i went but i and no excuses t- uh there's no excuse wow yeah look at me and i that whole story is to show everyone how much of a good crumb bum i am you came around. You came saw around. The, Can't the final Halloween ghost she's showed up and he was like, look dishing, around you. Fucking, Scrooge? she's got to deal with scumbags asking for the key all the time. It's not her. Sure. I mean, she didn't, she was a little sharp. She could have gotten back to, with me with a, eh, me too, buddy. That wasn't going to happen. New York gives you that edge. <laughs> if you're a blunt Midwestern object, yeah. New York gives you an edge. Because you just... Yeah. You can't exist. Yeah, I know. People will take advantage. I forget about the immigration problem in New York City. We've got a bathroom problem. It needs uh-huh. to be rectified. We've already discussed it. We won't go into it, but it keeps it keeps cycling back. And one day I'll gotta, crack the code. I got I might have the seeds for the code okay. for you. Uh-huh. I I heard about this. They're doing it in San Diego, okay, a major American metropolis, a lot of calmer people in, out, in, out, all the time. Uh, they have started a local entrepreneur, mm-hmm. has uh, started something. It's not called this, but that's what was in my notes. It was called uh, Airbnb. Oh, my God. You basically Airbnb your bathroom wow. for people on an app pretty smart right that's creepy but wasn't that george costanza's bit in curb your enthusiasm when they come back for that one more episode didn't he have a like an app that tells you where the bathrooms are in new york city you're 1000 percent right i can't believe i didn't even you're 100 percent right 
it makes sense. But but I gotta let somebody in the house. I think it's mainly like businesses. So yes, that you let people into your concourse, and then you pay a fucking dime or a dollar. No, a dime. What year am I living in? What bathroom (laughs) am I using? Yeah. Five bucks. Those the bathrooms you're using still have ice in the urinals. Um, <laughs> maybe it's mobile. like a month. It's a monthly membership fee. I pay twenty dollars a month, so. and I've always got a bathroom within five you minutes look at of your me. app. Your Airbnb smart, and it'll let you know where you can go. You check it's in. It's sad I that we're hunts. there. I know, but it's right? smart, especially in big cities. Like, what if you had a mobile bathroom truck? That's even better. Huh, so you get a flatbed, put six stalls on the back. Ice cream man. Oh no, that's not the soft serve man. You would get more people clamoring Fuck, after you. Yeah, you would. If you're the fucking bathroom truck. You got ice cream truck with all these little kids like, oh, me, me, me. And then you just got a bunch of fat dads like, I got dads. a bur- I'm working in my it's, car here. It's the turlet man. It's Hans the turlet man. <laughs> <laughs> sell snacks. Oh, sure. You're the well, bathroom you attendant, but you're in the cab. Yeah. Gum. You need gum, cologne, comb. God, that's not bad. Why not? Bathroom's free. So, Sanny. And they're already on a flatbed, so you just go to the just go drop them and off dump and them. fucking dump them and get another replace six, them. rack them up. I wonder if there's a way to to distribute those. Why not? There must just be there. Obviously, there's because yeah, you just have somebody living in there. Because I was gonna say, just That's put a bunch I... of porta potties around, quarter access, but. It only takes one quarter and oh, you've got a home. So it take one one scuzzy hobo that's when I re rack him, he gets put us. back in the shit stacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the scooter. You make a billion billion dollars. Maybe like a couple hours at a time. The scooter? Nah, you gotta be like the scooter stands. Like those scooters you pick up and drop off. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every night someone geolocates your the the haunts, Dr. Toilets. That's right. Cabinet of Curiosities. Doctor Toilet. Gotta take it home, clean it out, charge it. Not a bad idea. I want phone chargers in there, too. This can be toilet and uh, office. How long are you giving somebody in that? You got a time limit? Uh, How fast can a phone charge? I don't know. You could probably rent time. Set a timer, and that shit just open. Like a fucking meter. Get that shit first. Rack it up. Ticket, sir. I'm just going to fuse an old, get rid all the old. I know they're sitting in a fucking landfill somewhere. Get those old parking meters. Yeah. Retrofit them to this door. Put your quarters in. Privacy. For however many hours you need. Yeah, hours. Quarter kings of New York, Hans. Just the the fullest fanny packs you ever saw. Just (laughs) taking your belt down. We're like it's like those old stories of those bar owners that like look like hobos but had like half a mil in cash from all those fucking mafia bars in their coats because oh, yes. they didn't trust banks. Amazing. Except it's you and I, and they're like, "Well, that's those quarter weirdos." <laughs> it's not worth rolling them because then I got to roll the fucking quarters. Can you pay with a roll of quarters these days? Nobody's gonna take a roll of quarters. Uh, Could you ever you insist? You have to. You have. Oh, you're pulling that. Tender. You're pulling the legal tender card. Although 
I just got a new quarter. I don't know how new it is. I think it's Harriet Tubman on the back. What? I just was like, what the fuck is this? Like, there's no date insignia as to there's no date. Yep. There's no amount of money on it. There's no legal tender. So oh, like, you got literally, Tubman. I could give this quarter to someone. They'd be like, I don't have to take that. I'm like, but you do. George Washington's on the front. And they're like, I don't know if that's him. His face is the wrong way. I dare you to find the one person's like, <clears throat> sir, it doesn't say legal tender. That would be Rich Lunzer that I worked with at the, so remember <laughs> it? he used to, if you didn't sign the back of your credit card, he would threaten to cut it up and he would say, the deal is I'm oh, the credit card yeah. companies. They would pay me $50 to cut up your card because you didn't sign it. It's like. Would what? they? Did you ever call them? <laughs> it's that Amex, Amex sending you a check what every What kind month? of madness is that? You think they really want you to cut you their customers' card up instead of having them use their card? Call a fucking 1 900 number to get a new fucking card and they can't use that card for two weeks? And they're not going to make a purchase with their card, which is the whole basis of how your bank makes fucking money? That's how J.P. Morgan Chase gives you cement boots, Rich, you fucking idiot. Oh, I saw something. So, you know, I I had to use credit cards when I wasn't working, and I saw this beautiful, beautiful, if they have a thing, I never look at statements because it's all digital. It's just pay whatever you got to fucking pay. And I saw a thing, and it's like, it's on a statement. I looked at a statement, and it has a thing where it says, if you pay the minimum amount on this, have you ever seen this? It's like, Gives you a list. If you pay $300 a month on this credit card, you will yeah. end up – if you pay – let's make it an easy example. Uh, let's use uh, let's use $10,000. If you yeah. pay $500 a month on this $10,000 balance at this percentage, you will actually end up paying $12,000 total. So that you'll pay an extra $2,000 for the privilege sure. of – of us borrowing you that money. Having, yeah. And because credit card. And then it has one for the minimum. And the minimum's usually absurd, like $40. If you pay yeah. the minimum on this credit card, again, we'll go with $10,000. And I was like, holy shit. And it also gives you years. Like, you will have it paid off. And this one's, if you pay the minimum on this credit card. So we're will... saying you get this brand new shiny card. You're oh, like, yeah. I want 10 k Yeah. You spend that 10 k today. Yep. And you're like, $40 a month, fuck it. Yeah. If you pay $40, what, what's $40 a month? If you pay $40 a month on this card, you will have it paid off in 25 years, and you will pay $37,000 in interest. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I, what a way to, to hear start that the day. Perspective. You need yeah. to hear that perspective, because it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. You oh. do only have to pay forty dollars a month. Yes, and they're off your ass. Uh -huh. But you better fucking spend that ten k wisely. Yeah, better be a fucking mobile toilet truck. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I use a credit card today because I had to go. We had to go buy Ruby a coat for um, winter. We had to buy her a winter coat, mm -hmm. and I was like, ooh, because my arm is fucking broken. I was like, I haven't been able to clean the middle of my back. So I was like, what is that back? Back, uh, oh, what do they call those? Uh, Backwasher? Back, not back scratcher. Oh, back brush. Yeah. I got a back brush. And I'm like, <laughs> put, put a back brush. This is after seeing that 37 years, and my yeah. mind is still like, what's an extra four bucks on the old credit card? 
I, it's probably another year. Ah! <laughs> got a back stretcher. The ghost of J.P. Morgan is like, yes, more. I got a beard more trimmer. Gold. I can't even grow <laughs> beard. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck, fuck it. It's all, I mean, are we not imploding anyway? I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I've, I was like, I, I felt the lean times because I was like overdoing it, trying to pay down my credit card. Oh, and I was like, <gasps> yeah, I'm going to overdraft. And I was like, eh, just pay the 40. No, I'm <laughs> with life. you. I'm with you. I hate fucking debt, even to the it. fucking banks who are the crookest of crooks. I hate owing I anybody anything. Level. Yeah. And if I can get it to that and I'm like, okay, so they're only going to, they're still going to screw me. Yeah. But they can't because the, they can't, just can't I, for too much. I told you I have, I like, I don't have, so apparently my, I'm getting plaque in my heart, not from diet, not from genetics, but purely from stress. So Ooh, you, get, you can get plaque, heart plaque from stress. <laughs> I'm getting fucking clogged oh, arteries from that. stress. So I truly, I can do things now. Like you find that balance and then look at that thing and just go, I can either just look at that and go, it can't ruin my day. I can't let it ruin my day. Cause it's killing. It's killing me. It's actually <laughs> killing me. <laughs> it's like, actually, so I just it's like, actually killing me. I, you know what? I'm good, man. I, I will, uh, Go with it. Actually, has been helped. Like when you, I, I look. I'm not putting myself in the in the place where yeah. somebody's like, I had a near death experience and now my life is different. But when you hear a doctor say like, stress is giving you this type of cholesterol that's building plaque in it's your heart, it's turning the food you eat into poison. So and you just go, oh, what am I stressed about? Oh yeah, none of that oh, shit matters. Yeah. Zero of it. Zero. Zero. Right. Shit. Not, no one's gonna look back on you as a folk hero for yeah. having stressed about your credit card statement. Exactly. He stressed about his credit card for fifteen years, <laughs> and then he had a heart attack, <laughs> and he still had credit card debt. So I don't know what he was worried about. Yeah, right. Because it beat him. It beat him late in the rounds. He fought valiantly, but old Rocky didn't pull one out. Oh my god! And what is that? What happens when that exists? Does that go to your significant others? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. Oh yeah. But I'm not going to stress about it. <laughs> another, just another coffin nail. <laughs> fucking son of a bitch! Fucking. Oh god! It doesn't take I'm, long. He was. I'm walking debt now. I got fucking extra. It doesn't take long. I was at fucking zero, and then those three months, just three months of not even not working, but underworking. Oh, yeah. Fuck Same. that shit happens quick. But with that tendon in my hand, like it Ooh. really like getting fired oh. and in between the job and then the injury. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like it all finally hit. Like we were just like we we're just talking about like, well, two, last week it was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> that that was so long ago. But it finally just was like, I'm coming. <laughs> I had, I'm a coming. You know, what? just I'm a coming. You forgot about me. And now you hear. Hello. It doesn't matter either, because I finally like, all right, I ch that was a big chunk chipped away, and then I looked at my tires, and they're flaking <laughs> off like a beautiful white fish. And I was like, my tires aren't <laughs> supposed to flake apart. They're very important. And it turns out, if your alignment is wrong on your car, it will like take bites out of your wheels, because oh, when yeah, you stop, sure. yeah. it like kind of shakes uh, it... Um, uh, horizontally, so you're, in, you mm -hmm. know, it's not going forward, back and forward. It's going side to side, and that yeah. chunk takes chunks. And I was like, 
Well, fuck. So I was like, all right, took a chunk. And then and it's like, okay, need four new tires. Uh, need Ooh. to get those tires put on the car. Human, the actual horror. Need to get an alignment because that's what was fucking up the tires. And apparently they're not willing to align. They're, they're not willing to put the tires on right unless you pay them extra to do it. So they'll align oh, the tires. I always forget that. So that's extra. Align the tires. And wouldn't you know it? Around the same time those tires went out, <laughs> oh. each single brake on each single wheel is also non-existent. Right. Don't even know how you've been able to stop your car. So you just, the plaque builds up in your heart and you go, you know what? I'm going to let everything go. Just, brakes, just pay the chunks. Brakes, tires, alignment. $1,200. You got it, baby. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Merry fucking... I guess Christmas kids. I got you each a tire. <laughs> we got new tires. The alignment was for the dogs. <laughs> just receipts in all of everyone's stockings for things. <sighs> it's just fucking. Oh, oh, that remind. Like speaking of, just like gotta let it go. Yeah, go with the flow. we all do, folks. Finally, uh, we hung out with Mitch last weekend, which was really fun. But he was like, uh, uh, "Hey, do you want to go?" out because typically he'll just come over and we'll hang out on the on the porch mm-hmm. like a bunch of proper old ragamuffins sure but we went out to this place and it is a proper dive bar and i forgot how long it has been since i was in that culture sure of fucking per- proper neighborhood dive the place is called dick's den I'll put it out there. Cool, weird, like old bar, like it's old as like fucking thirties, probably like an old weird. Irish pub. laid out really weird. So you come in the front door, so it's kind of like a Western saloon. You come in the front door, and the bar's right there. Yeah, just down the hall. Sure, I can picture thoroughfare. It. So you can't. You come in, and then they got a little side area. There's a stage, and then back is raised a little bit, and they got a pool table. So it's kind of like a weird misshapen house like it it's not conducive for a lot of people which is probably good sure for a dive bar um so they always have live music so guys playing like freeform jazz so it's really cool just weird little danky divey bar and uh mitch warned me before he's like typically there's a guy there he's always there he's a good guy but man he just he really sucks up the oxygen in a conversation, and he's sad as shit. <laughs> sure. I was like, okay, good. So he warned me about bar folk, and I was like, I just... It was annoying, because I didn't get to talk to Mitch as much, but I was just like, go with the flow. You're like Jane Goodall. Mm-hmm. You're back oh, in the yep. thick of it. And I was not fucking disappointed by the the creature's... And folk (laughs) from the hinterlands that I encountered. So we just get there and we basically, like I said, tiny place. They have a smoking area outside. Sure. And just the way it is with in Columbus with development. So the smoking patio, (laughs) Jesus Christ, fucking capitalism. They'll build a fucking house anywhere. Long sidewalk runs past this greasy fucking smoking area to like a porch of a house. Which is like behind where the footprint of the bar is. So 
But people aren't. So this is just happens to be these. They're not hanging out at the house. Just happens they lay the house right there. Just it's just like where the way the layout is. That's always been the smoking area, awning, railing, you know, traditional smoking area. Yep. But long walkway up to a porch to a house. Looks like it's been there for a while. Sure. So, and I'm talking like ten feet maybe from the where the smoking porch Mm, ends. But that little patch of grass. Great. Long sidewalk. Little patch of grass, then four story like apartment complex. Great. So if you live there, you're just looking down on Debauch. Where where I am right now. Right. So we're hanging out out there and I was like, This is hilarious because it's literally like you're sitting in someone's lawn you know, carrying yeah. on and talking shit. So of course Mitch is like, Fuck, that guy's here. He's here. He's like, So we'll have to talk to him, hopefully. Like he'll take a bathroom break, whatever. So that guy starts talking to Mitch, and then his buddy comes over. Buddy, like, like jaunty baseball cap, got the walkie-talkie on a curly, oh nice curly cord, down to a belt with a big walkie-talkie, sort of reflective vest. Was, I was like, was, fuck is this guy? okay, yeah, I can picture so him. He knows he knows Mitch in the sad sack, so he like beelines in. He's like, "Hey, fellas, how's it going?" I was like, "Oh." I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna meet the regulars. So this is Cheers, but if Cheers was real, so he beelines up and he's like I said, he's got that shit. He's got the walkie-talkie, curly. Yeah. Oh yeah. He looks like he looks like he could be a cop. So he walks up and just goes, "Who wants to do cocaine?" <laughs> <laughs> I had to take oh a yeah. Sip of my, well, of my white claw, and I was like, "I'm I'm all right, man." He's like, "Okay, <laughs> you got you you you." Mitch is like, "No." And granted, there's a fucking house behind us, a porch. So Sad Sack's like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my response was like, are you a cop? You look like a cop. I think this is a, tra- a trap. He's like, ah, I'm not a cop, dude. But do you want to do cocaine with me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, man, I'm good. So, of course, in classic fashion, he goes into his little device and uses a key. Oh, boy. Uh huh. Of course. So he gets his gets his jaunty bump on a key, and then the best part was, he's like, "Okay, guys, everybody, look out, look out!" And then he spent like a minute holding the mound of cocaine on the key very delicately, <laughs> looking over his shoulder, my shoulder, Mitch's shoulder, waving it around. Some guy comes out looking for his friend, goes back in. He's like, "Do you think he saw me?" And I was like, "Of course he saw you." <laughs> You're fucking holding it like it's a fucking teacup. He, th- he thought he was watching Carlito's Way. What are you I doing? Know, really was he in, they were fucking, it was Carlito's Way. So they both do their cocaine. Off a key. I mentioned off a key uh, in, in, in an alley. Not even an alley on a front, front yard. So then the guy peels off, talks to Mitch, and the guy introduces himself to me. And I'm like, oh, nice meeting. Great. Um, just so I'm like, I'm along for the ride. Yes, and yes, sure. and yes, and yep. So he launches into I forget how he got into it, but he was like, Gee, from where I'm South Dakota, and we got into accents, and this is the okay. best part. And then, of course, he maybe it's cocaine talking, maybe it's his <laughs> skill. My man is not only an actor, okay. he's a linguist, yes. Sure so is. then I get the parade of voices he can do. 
Beautiful. And regionally, it's like, you're from South Dakota. That Fargo accent's legit. And I was like, yeah, they sound like that. And then yeah, he lays Fargo's North Dakota, a couple, sure. oh, geez, oh, you know, oh, geez. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. I'm from Cincinnati. I don't know if you know Cincinnati, but I'm from South Cincinnati. So that's Kentucky. And he lays a little, like, Kentucky fried. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, it sounds Southern. <laughs> And I've already bitten, and then he starts doing his, like, jaunty lord so-and-so. Oh, <laughs> wow. And he's wow. like, I met a guy last night from Glasgow. Sure and you I did. gave him my Glaswegian. And I was like, oh, lay it on me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it. It's like, oh, I shall And I was like, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. So good. And I was like, I, I don't know accents, but it's like that southern accent, that, in that northern London. And he's like, oh, London. And I was like, but that Southern, you know, has a little, and he's like, he has a little honey on it like I'm from South Carolina. Oh, God. amazing. And I was like, so he just did cocaine. Like, his brain is just going. And uh, (laughs) as I'm talking to him, I'm like, he starts hot. Yeah. And then I just start to watch him, like, wither Uh, on the vine. Not enough on the key. And I was like, oh, cool. And so he does his bit, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta go inside. I gotta get a drink. So then he leaves for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back, and he's so slow. And I was like, Mitch, I thought cocaine gave you pep, not slow you down. And he went, yeah, it's probably not cocaine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Because <laughs> he just like became this like lethargic, like, and I was like, maybe it's movies. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. He's probably. It's probably go, opium. Like, so we're hanging around, and then the other guy tells us tells Mitch and I a, a thirty minute story about traffic, mm-hmm. and it gave me such. I was like, that would be a stand up bit. That's what I would do in character. This guy's bit, just the minutia of his frustration with traffic, the details with the people he encountered, and the payoff was fucking nothing. Zero. Like, it should have been a Norm MacDonald bit, because he just listened to this lady in front of me. She looked like this, and she fucking, I was like, where are you from? You drive? Where you drive? You don't know how to drive? Drive. And so then I'm like, on 78, and then, of course, 78, and just all of this minute detail. And I wanted to, like, I was just going to say, pay off with the Norm MacDonald bit. And it made me late for my dildo class. <laughs> you know, like, but he just. So we're about to leave, and I meet one more guy, and, like, he's just drunk, but he's one of those, like, Blow, bar blowhards mm-hmm. so he like saunches up and he's like hey, hey what's up and of course he drops the like hey nice to meet you cool cool and Mitch and I are talking and come back to him and he's like so yeah like I'm like a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> so I go oh really <laughs> tell me more this is Mr. Rogers neighborhood right here what do you do how did you make your billions well you know well I guess the the people I work for are billionaires, but I make a lot of money, a lot of money. So I'm like, all right, fuck this guy. And I'm just going hard. And I'm like, it's like a fu- fucking hot cross examination, not being mean, but I'm like, if you're going to tell me you're a fucking billionaire and you're rich and you're a fucking genius, I want to know what you do, how you got there. And of course, he's got that fucking like, well, do this and do this. There's just this big windy road. And I was like, I want the fucking truth. What did you do to make a billion dollars? Tell me now. Tell me. And basically the payoff was he was like, um, 
I uh, invented camouflage for air conditioners. <laughs> I love it. Holy shit. <laughs> I was like, fuck him. He could be a billionaire. Because <laughs> that, that's the dumbest invention in the world. And it makes perfect sense. And of course, he had like seven kids. And I was like, why the fuck are you here then? Invented. If you're a billionaire with seven kids. <laughs> it's like Elon Musk. Invented. That's such. Right? You... <laughs> I had to give it to him because I was like, even if you're fucking lying, that is fucking a good brilliant. lie. No, he's probably not a billionaire. But he probably has made a lot hundred thousand dollars, even a hundred thousand yeah. dollars off that, and it's probably more because people mm-hmm. are like, it just—it's such. I could sell that shit tomorrow and be like, uh, you yeah. know how ugly those air conditioners look. You can get any color you want that's going to match the exterior of your house. It. You can't see it. Yeah. Holy or even shit, the top guy. of a fucking giant New York apartment. Exactly. No one sees it, but if you're like, I can make it blend. You into get the building. one fucking contract, which is like Trump that's Tower, that's and that's you're it. fucking in. Good lord, this guy. He probably is a fucking billionaire. I know. that was. I came at him so hard, and I was nice. <gasps> oh, but wow. But then he dropped what it was, and I went, fuck, he's probably right. He's just... Sad. Uh, well, I got something for your second guy, sad sack, yeah. of your story, if you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And this could be a reoccurring situation. So, we went to... When we, we've been upstate, back and forth mm-hmm. with my parents all all month. Um, the last weekend we were there last weekend, we went mm-hmm. to this place called the mountaintop. Uh, and it's in, uh, it's North of Woodstock okay. and it's very quaint and they have, uh, it's called the mountaintop free library and it is a fucking best library I've ever been in my life. It's not a public, I don't know cause it's privately funded. I don't know why it's one of those libraries. It almost, it feels European where you can go in and you're mm-hmm. like, I'd like to check out a chainsaw please because I need to do some work around my house, and why would I buy a yeah. fucking chainsaw when I only... It's, like, cool like that. Like, need I need to check out some gardening equipment, because I want to do some gardening. And then, yeah. of course, on top of that, they have, like, all these amazing books, and it's beautiful. It's an, an old converted Catholic church. Whoa. They're giving out shit, like, uh, like they, they want to promote gardening in the big garden theme but like they gave us like a bunch of packets of seeds they have a huge play area for kids with like a dress-up station it's just amazing and then they have this book drive where people just bring in their old books and you can just buy them for a dollar and they're very organized and it's like this entire back half of this library you go through these doors and it's just like holy shit like all these books are a dollar i got a book about oh is it in here it's on ancient antiquities, okay? Cool. And it's from 1897. Oh, shit. So I've got this old tome with all these old maps in it. And I got an original copy of the first printing, which was in 19... Is it 1960, I want to say? Of The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which is a, just a crazy title to have. But like... Yeah, yeah. A beautiful old... that book book yeah we all know like you know it's kind of the standard bear still and so i got that book for a dollar and if you go on and see first printing of this book Mm -hmm. it's going for like 150 dollars on ebay probably to lunatics that hang out at the bar anyways this is all i got an old book that was written like within months after kennedy was assassinated so i got the first like just like kind of wondering what happened Called Death of a President. Still speculation at that point. But of course, I got my ancient 
beautiful looking books to put on my shelves and never read. But of course, I did get a book that needs be reading. It's called yep. Comedy Writing Secrets by the one and only uh, yeah. Melvin Heilitzer. Oh. And the man looks like he could throw a pie like the rest of them. Oh, look at that hand on his cheek. Oh, she asks me. Who, me? I haven't had much of a chance to crack it. In the fact that I've literally cracked it to chapter one, and I went, I think that's all I need to bring it up to Casey in this, uh, in this, in this, uh, in this segment as we start. All right, chapter one. Imagination is. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, everybody. Imagination is funny. Taking the first step, the first step in humor conception is imagination. It's called what if. The two most important words in creativity and the only stimulant a humor writer needs to get started. Imagination is intelligence having fun, writes George Scalabia. Mm. This is the best, AC. Look at a clear glass ashtray. What do you see? If you can see beyond its ordinary function, humor writing may be for you. The humorist (laughs) sees what is logically illogical. Perceiving something in a way no one else, at least in the audience, has considered before. To comedy writer Pat McCormick, it's not an ashtray at all, but a diaphragm for the Statue of Liberty. A bathtub for Dudley Moore. A contact lens for the Jolly Green Giant. Or a yarm... yarm, Or a yarm... Oh, yarmulke, excuse me. Or a yarmulke for a bald rabbi trying to get a suntan. Wow. This okay. realignment of diverse elements into new unexpected relationships surprises the audience and makes them laugh. And Casey, this book doesn't just tell you. It gives you Why exercises. Not? Ooh, yeah, excellent. What if mother's milk was ever declared a health hazard? Where would they put the warning label? What if you actually saw McNuggets on a chicken? What if alphabet <laughs> like- soup consistently spelled out obscene words? I mean, he's. I, this is far more revolved than I was gonna expect. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. Already, we're already oh, talking oh, we're about business, toilets, and yamakas and boob stickers. As a demonstration, let's consider a simple humor exercise. Two Coke bottles are held up. What could they possibly be besides bottles? Scribble down as many exaggerations as everybody's scribbling. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you time. Yeah, scribble as away as many exaggerations as possible without being restrained by practicality. Within five minutes, you should come up with a list like this. Casey, you got any that came up to you? Because uh, Melvin's got a fucking list, baby. Icicles on Santa's sleigh. Lovely. Bowling pins left standing by the first ball. Pins used by a juggler. A pair of binoculars for a U-boat commander. Ooh. Uh, portable urinals. <laughs> Polish cocktail glasses. Oh, hey, Dave. Hey, gotcha, bitch. Earplugs for elephants. Siamese twins formerly joined at the lips. I don't know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? Two Coke bottles. Siamese twins formerly joined at the lips. I guess they have a shape. Like, the old ones are shapely, so I... I don't don't know. Metal kill devices for reshaping the tongue. Non-working funnels. Fingernail polish protectors. Golf tees for a very fat man. Spin the bottle for schizophrenics. Corn holders for the Jolly Green Giant. Loves that Jolly Green Giant. Oh, that Jolly Green's coming back. A newfangled breast implant. Breast came back. Um, oh, yeah. 
Case, that is like... Newfangled. That is me opening <laughs> that fucking page for two fucking I seconds. absolutely love it. But, Case, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to leave you hanging on a Jolly Green Giant. Oh, I'll leave you hanging on something that we can apply to this formula. <laughs> what if I told you that I have a sketch written out between daughter and father? Ooh. All right. Daughter and father. It's a short sketch. Mm-hmm. Phone rings. Yep. Daughter. Smith residence. Hiya, sport. Let me talk to mom. Hey, mom. It's dad. Ask him what he wants, hon. I've got my hands in dishwater. What do you want, dad? Mom's got her hands in fish water. Just tell her I've been to City National. He's been pretty bashful, mom. What about? What about? About the trust. About the trusts? Trusts? What trusts? Which one? The life insurance trust, kiddo. The one from City National. The lightning shirts trust, mom. The lightning shirts trust. The one that keeps the tax man from being one of my beneficiaries. The one that keeps the Pac-Man from eating bony fishes. Ask him what in the world he's talking about, honey. What in the world are you talking about, dad? Come in and talk to a city national trust officer. We'll show you how a trust can protect your lightning shirts. That's life insurance. <laughs> Is that a commercial? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's good though. <clears throat> All right, Case, you got a uh, you so got a little cork on top. I was I was at work, and then I I had a, a moment to stop, so I checked my phone. I'm just like popped on the old Instagram, sure. And because Instagram and the new meta version sure. of their their version of Twitter called Threads. Oh, yeah, Threads, right. You got Threads? So, yeah, connected through Instagram. I thought, why not? I have to try and use social media. Give it the old college try. Sure. Give her a shot. So, yes, I have Threads, and I will. if I post on Instagram, I'll post there as well. Just to see what it is, see how it goes. Okay. It's on Instagram and get the normal updates you and i send in stuff like normal yep. whatnot and i get you have two new f- new follows on threads oh boy so i click on one and i was like oh it's a guy from columbus he's a photographer and i was like i don't know if i know him but cool someone local sure maybe we'll connect and then there's another one his name is uh ollie oh ollie 613 i was like ollie ollie 613 okay maybe hans and i know him from new york i don't know if i know an ollie oh ollie so you click on it just to see the story of old Ollie. See Ollie Starfish or what? And maybe the reason I don't recognize Ollie is because I'd never seen him before moving his man panties to the side and putting a vibrating wand in his butt. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> oh, Ollie. Like, oh, oh, Ollie. That's your picture. And then I looked at his profile picture and it's just hunk mastiff in the tidy whities his big old butt hanging out, looking over his shoulder, like, caught you looking. And I was like, oh, Ollie, thank you, algorithms. <laughs> you Everything know what... I talk about is being listened to, and oh. that's what they think I want. Sure. Which I do, kind of, because I was like, oh, podcast. I hope you are a real person because you are a thing of beauty that you just be like, you know what? I'm just going to go make friends. And you know how you make friends? You look them in the eye, you introduce yourself, you ask look them how the their day eye. is. 
then you show them a picture of your man panties and something stuck in your ass. <laughs> we had a, we had a, on our Instagram, we had a guy. No, we, I, we had, I actually did the old dad, old mom due diligence, even though I knew it was a robot. You know, it yeah. was like, you know, tight Tony 2012. <laughs> and you gotta uh, hook him up with my buddy Ollie. <laughs> but. And it was like, you know, exactly like a close up picture of like a like a somebody tweaking a nipple or something. Oh, that's a robot. But on Instagram, they have like a little blurb about themselves. And it mm-hmm. said, like, let's me and you get together and find a 14 year old. And I was oh, like, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> report, report, report. That's what I did. I fucking <laughs> reported. And I was like, this is weird. And you what? feel like. Well, what are they going to think of me? Because the algorithms found me with this creepy robot. But I was like, I'm going to fucking report this shit. They came back to me the next day saying that they flagged the account, but they did not have the reasonable cause to terminate oh, the account. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is all right. I'm not reporting. Okay, sir, sir, sir. That was what that's what that was that when I got the Ollie thing, I was like. These fucking platforms are fucking useless. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care. I thought it was funny. It cracked me up and I started laughing because I was at my fucking job. Right. And I click on a thing and I got some guy massaging his rectum. (laughs) Right. Which could get me in trouble at work. Right. Exactly. I was like, I thought I made a new friend. Um, But they don't like, uh, so it doesn't make me mad. But I was like, for all that fucking pomp and circumstance. We're trying to protect you. We're trying to misinformation. Right. <laughs> you got solicited to go entice a fourteen-year-old. Right, exactly. From a, it's a bot, but still. And then I was getting enticed by Ollie, and I was like, "You guys don't do anything. You're fucking useless. So don't don't get on your fucking high horse." And you're like, "We need to protect the internet for safe speech." No, you guys want to just control more shit because you you have no control. Yeah, none that's it. zero. Because eventually those robots are going to get together and no 14-year-old is going to be safe from those robotic Schwarzenegger-like hands. Just out of the ooze. <laughs> just, just, Ollie, you should have put that there, Ollie. Just the, the, you should have stopped. The hand, I tried to warn you. The hand comes out of that fucking molten lava and you're like, oh, he's alive. What's in his hand? That's child smut! <laughs> Arnie. The robots are saving the smut, uh, and not the good smut. The real smut, the jail <laughs> smut. Oh God! Just throws it into your bag. <laughs> Get it out of here! <laughs> Fuck you, Terminator! Don't worry, they're only robot children. <laughs> don't worry, you'll go to jail. You're like, you know what? I don't hate the Terminators for trying to exterminate my bloodline hate them for trying to like implicate me in child pornography rings yeah you know what i hate about those terminators they're pedophiles what, <laughs> what are you talking really i thought it was the whole damnation of murders all the- nah no 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 real they have gross worse predilections than murder they should that would be an interesting terminator six predator he's on the list <laughs> yeah he has to go through time <laughs> He has to go through time to tell all of his neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would take forever. 
I know I came back in time, but you need to give uh, me an hour. I got to go tell everybody in the neighborhood that I'm here. And, and I'm back. And it was this time period. She, she told me she was 18, but I just got to tell you I'm in oh the neighborhood. <laughs> if you saw her, you, you'd say you'd say 19, probably. Get off Get out of here, Terminator. God Stop justifying. The cops Take those leather pants off. Terminator. God. They saw your videos, Terminator. <laughs> it wasn't illegal when they filmed it. <laughs> Thanks, Terminator. Oh, uh, Terminator always justifying behavior. Oh, oh, he's got excuses from the future. Yeah, take your excuses back to the future. <laughs> just and like s- Terminator face, but like with the classic wispy pervert mustache. It's like maudlin in that courtroom. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I'm from the future. That's funny. Like, you know how Terminator 2, he comes back, but he just happens to go into the right bar, so he gets the cool gear. Awesome, amazing scene, right? Puts the cool shades on, the Ray-Bans, he's got the leather on, he gets on the motorcycle. What if he landed in the wrong community, gets into a fight, (laughs) puts on those Dahmer glasses, button-up shirt, short sleeve shirt, gets in a van... I'm here to protect you. It's like, I'm not getting in there with you. I'm not getting in there, man. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Why are you massaging my shoulder? Get your fucking hands off me. Hanging out in an arcade in a mall, oh, like in yeah. the back parts of the mall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, through the corridors where nothing good happens. Yeah. Nothing good. Only mopping and mopping up stuff that shouldn't be happening. And he's friends with the like attendants at the insane asylum. Oh, yeah, I never trust those guys. He always goes out for a drink, but he gets the Coke with the cherry in it. I still dream of of finding one of those machines that gives you the coffee cup with the, the playing cards on it. Oh, yeah. Right? Full house. Got oh. me again. <laughs> again, another. He loved Brewer hats. Everybody out there with your references. And then you just hear a deep sniff, and you find the Terminator under the desk. You're like, "Get out of here, you creep! Get out of here, you Terminator!" Why am I hearing? Why am I hearing a faint buzz from your pant leg, Terminator? <laughs> he lands in a Wind woman's lingerie store. Terminator, <laughs> take those panties off, or don't take them off. Put more panties on, please. Uh, extra, extra, extra panties for this Terminator. <laughs> Oh, uh, John Stamos caught that Terminator in bed with his son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no rough. wonder we're the creeps are crawling after us. You have so many Ollie messages by the time we. Oh, I heard you talking up. about me. We'll have a new fan of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but robots. Nothing but pedophilic robots that listen. But we need new listeners, so hey, man, we'll take them where I we get... can get them. Still pop on the old Twitter slash X every now and then. Still get a couple followers every day. Always horny chicks that have the, hey, I'm a young man from the West Coast. And I was like, ah, good. It's just a picture of a woman. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, here we go. Uh, here we go. Well, what do you say, robots? We love them and there's nothing they can do about it, but about it. they should change their ways. Mend their ways. They should change their ways, yes. Listen to more pods. And keep your hands off those 14-year-old bods. Mechanically right? castrated Terminators. <laughs> just take that part out. Oh, yeah. Just just like how he cuts that forearm and takes his, the junk off. You just just, just, just open up those testes, like pull Sorry, out fellas. those 
Pull out, pull out those. We really shouldn't have put a horny matrix inside this robot. <laughs> Made our first mistake. so horny when they go into uh, what's the what's the company Cy- Cybrex or oh, it's a Cyber Skynet. Guy. Skynet. They go into the the Skynet facility in Terminator Two, mm-hmm. and he puts the does the card, and it opens up the thing, and you see the arm and the chip and this. And then, of course, you do see the dildo. Just the dildo under glass. <laughs> clutching too, like, it for dear life. Oh, it's still God. vibrating. What is happening here? <laughs> He's holding that dildo. <laughs> Get that away from me. Get that away from me. Get that away from me. Get it away from me. <laughs> oh. It's a different movie. It's a different movie. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah! Whatever happened to- Oh yeah! Jan Steam, oh yeah, Jan Steam, oh chick, alright, come on! It's so good! Hey, do you lock the door? Hey, oh, 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 man, this is better than being a living man made. Oh, you know, I never could, I never got my hands, but I sure got Stamos' chick. Oh, hey, oh, Matsumarona, Kajabarula, Kajabarula. Oh, man, this is worth the balls. Work the bulls. Work the bulls. Oh, who's this? Oh, it's... Oh, sorry, dude. Sorry you're seeing my buttons cheeks flexing and going. Sorry. Have mercy.